has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold, and you're not. I'm Saint Jimmy. I'm Master Zed. I'm Dividi, and you're not. <laughs> what? Hey, I already used that joke. Is that how names work? <laughs> no, you can have more than one person with the same name. I, I think we should so. all be Mr. Pold. I don't think so, Tim. How would they that tell would us apart? The, I would make the show notes really confusing. Yeah, we, it could, would. <laughs> we could just change one letter. We could be Mr. Pauld, Mr. Peld, Mr. Pold, Mr. Pilled. I gotta be Mr. Pilled. <laughs> I'm not calling you that. <clears throat> Monsignor Pold? Um Hey David, why does it sound like you're in a tunnel? Does it? Because <laughs> he's in a tunnel. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Is that better? We've got ourselves a Foley artist over there. (laughs) That is the microphone dragging across the desk sound. (laughs) Our fake sponsor this week is the Chapstick Chopsticks. Moisturize your lips while you eat. Also, if you catch Mm. flies with them, they stick easier. Mm. (laughs) That's how they did it. They taste better. Oh, wait. (laughs) You just, like, Put some sugar on there. It tracks flies. Everyone knows eating flies is not for the taste. It's the protein. Oh, uh, yeah. The texture. It's the crunchy. It's the texture. Like, Especially when you crunchy bits. <laughs> it's the part where they're flying around your mouth for a second. Mm, yeah. Kind I love chewing on wings. It gives you a good buzz. <laughs> nice one. That one flew right over my head. Well, <laughs> I have some big news for what? listeners. I accepted a new job and put in my notice at my current job. Wow. And have a tentative date to flee the state and move to... You're going to become a rodeo clown, right? Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) I want to be the barrel. (laughs) If they talk you into doing the card game, don't do it. Apparently, you guys don't know anything about rodeo clowns. Apparently not. They go set up a temporary table and they play cards while the bull is is running around. Running around. Oh, I was trying to figure out how I could if it if they actually had a table or if they just pretended. And then I was because I was going to say I could be the table. (laughs) Mm. I'm the bull. Oh. 
That's a bunch of bull. That's, That's really taking uh, the bull by the horns. Yep. <laughs> well, congratulations. Congrats. Thanks. So Just I couldn't stand it in that state anymore. Yeah. He was in we, a state of denial. We oh, have, so are you moving think, to Chad or? Uh, uh, Liberia, because I like the imperial system of measurement. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm not ready to go metric. Mm. But yes, yeah, so cool. we're planning on selling our house here in the next couple months, and then depending on if we can find a place to crash for the summer in Portland to visit with friends and stuff, we may move at the end of the summer or earlier. So if any listeners want to buy a nerdy engineered house, now's your chance. Yeah. Well, but you I've have got... to live in Portland. Oh yeah, that's the only downside. I've got nice news, too. I'm going to sell my freaking truck. (laughs) Oh. So if anybody wants to buy a truck... (laughs) After listening to this show? The last couple weeks? Yeah, I don't think you'd uh, get many takers. It's got some minor electrical issues. They're called gremlins. Gremlins. It's a feature. Did you feed it after midnight... Oh, oh, you got it wet too, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, when you went it to did that get it puddle. wet. Well, it just had alternator issues over the weekend again, and the alternator was like were six they, weeks old. Were the issues on and off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, they were because it would oh. work fine for like the five minutes after I started it, and then it would taper off. Uh, yeah, ironically, it decided not to start while we were at an auto parts store. <laughs> that's a call for help but we that's, a, that's like getting drunk in the parking lot of the rehab center that's yeah. like having your car burned down in the parking lot of a, a car dealer. Dealer. <laughs> oh, yeah. been there uh we didn't go inside for i crawled under the truck with a wrench and shorted hot wired it hot wired it yep well, I still don't know if the Pop starting issue it. is related to the alternating issue or not. I think it was low voltage. Probably. But that's still alarming because the starter shouldn't be that sensitive to voltage. Well, when you got a tar house, it was at five. That's pretty low. It's supposed to be <laughs> over 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when I parked it, it was above five. No, his truck's a four volt system. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see how the starter does in the next couple weeks because it might be getting replaced too. But yeah, I'm going to put it up for sale. And then we'll figure out what we want to do. If we want to buy our next yeah. big truck or something intermediate. Got to buy one of those. Tesla trucks. Yeah. Ooh, I should look into that. Shit, those are awesome. <laughs> or a new Bronco. Oh, that's a good idea. You don't have I kids sh- in car seats anymore, so... That's true. They're almost driving themselves. Yeah. Well, I know, I do have a teenager with a permit. As do I. Me too. As does the video. <laughs> We've all got permitted drivers. What? I remember when I had a permit. I do too. 
I don't remember when you had it, but I remember when I had it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I realized that all of my cars and pickups have numbers in their models. Ooh. Hmm. I have an F-150. I have a C-10 and a C-230. Well, two of them have C's in them. Whoa! No wonder Oh, ah, gotcha. Yours is probably funnier than mine, though. I don't know, but I beat you to it. It's the F one fifty that has the electric. Yeah, oh. yeah. I realized when somebody posted on Facebook, there was like, "This is how you figure out this type of name," and it was like mentions your car make, and I'm like, <laughs> "That's when I, that's when I figured it out." F one fifty. What kind of stupid middle name would that be? Like C two thirty. What am I, an android? <laughs> That's what well, I was My vehicles have number, uh, letter number, com- or, yeah, numbers. Because I have a forerunner, which is oh, just yeah. barely scooting in there for <laughs> numbers. XP's not a number, I guess, but it. Your motorcycle a- <laughs> doesn't have a number. Oh, that's true. I did think of that. My motorcycle has a name. X is a Roman numeral. <laughs> the Subaru's mine, I guess, since... Someone uh, stopped making payments. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Sounds like prepossession and it's in order. Subaru super glue. Hey, save that for next <laughs> week. Need more traction? D Vinny, we gotta get that car running that you've got sitting in your driveway. Yes, yes you do, because which uh, one? <laughs> this weekend. This weekend. Might be able to squeeze that in if we came in, in the morning and worked on it. Okay, I'm there. All right. I'll get up my normal time. What time is that? Four, four thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'll I do the not keys get up early on Saturdays. <laughs> I sleep in. So. so I had a really weird thing happen today. Oh, I was boy. expecting a package to be delivered from UPS, which was Ooh, my parcel. new uh, tool for fixing the truck, hopefully. But um, the doorbell, the UPS guy rings the doorbell. So I went in to check and he was still standing there by the time I got to the door. And he was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Good. And you and um, he there's this box. that's like three foot by three foot by three foot that says like heavy on it. (laughs) And then there's this little tiny white box sitting on top of it. Was it a bobcat? (laughs) <laughs> I wanted a 12 millimeter, not a 12 inch ratchet. Well, yeah, so I'm like, I was only expecting one package, but maybe someone sent us something. And I could is see it, the tag and it said my name is, on it. Is it a wrench that holds the wheel steady in case you accidentally jack your car up before you try to take the lug nuts off? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Nope. I'm going to uh, design one now. <laughs> and so I didn't think anything of it. The guy left, and um, I brought it inside. And it, I am expecting two new batteries for my truck, but they would not be very big, and they would weigh—they're like fifty-five pounds each. So mm-hmm. I would have expected them to be in separate boxes and to weigh more than this box that was, like I said, like three foot cubed. So I pick it up, I weighed 20 pounds, brought it inside. 
I opened it and it was full of other boxes with <laughs> shipping labels on them to other people. What? what? From a business. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and they were all from the same re- business. It looked reverse like reverse scavenger it, hunt. I guess. <laughs> You're like, wait, second Christmas. There's all the stuff. Give it to people. So I looked at the big box again and it didn't have, you know, like the normal shipping labels, like probably four inches by eight inches or so. It was written in crayon and oh. it didn't have one of those. It just had like the smaller, like inch and a half by three inch label. <laughs> um, but that had my name and address on it. Huh. And weird. there's like that tag. And then there's another tag that I think has their truck routing. Was one of numbers. the internal boxes yours? No, they were all for people like people. And it was like a women's uh, clothing store, <laughs> I think. What? And they were all packaged. Like, I think they're all the dressed people in California. You hardly um, ever buy women's clothes. No, especially for women in California. Did you accidentally sign up for an Amazon delivery as a delivery no. driver. <laughs> <laughs> Here's I your first uh, thing. Really over. don't know. So I called UPS. I found their customer service and then that's a whole thing you call and they're like please say one of the four options yeah right and i'm like <laughs> not that one of those so one that's an option option like, one you received a package for somebody right. else <laughs> like, push zero. you received a big package for lots of other people i so i push zero and it's like oh we'll be happy to direct you to an operator as soon as you say one of the four options <laughs> <laughs> so i just said one of them and then it took me to the next menu and it was giving me more options and so i pushed zero again and it was like we'd be really happy to direct you to an operator so i just started pushing zero and i pushed it like two or three more times and then it just started ringing and i'm like oh okay well that worked well it used and to be I, if you started yelling at your phone it would like they almost had like a spike meter, and if the volume got really loud, they would then send you to a person. Because Tracy did that occasionally. I was like, "Why are you so mad?" She's like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm just trying to get to the operator." Hmm. <laughs> okay. I find pushing zero repeatedly works. Um, but I got on the phone with some nice lady in India, I think, and <laughs> explained to her what happened. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for calling." And the truck, <laughs> no, the driver. The driver came back by and he was like, <laughs> I had put it out in the by the garage and the other package was going in the garage. So it was sitting there. So he like came up to the door and I was like, yeah, it's, that package is not for me. It's full of other packages. And he's like, oh, which one? I was like, the big one. <laughs> and we opened it and he's like looking in there. He's like, I don't know. It has I double checked this is your address. I'm like, yeah, no, that's my name. That's my address. I don't know. And he's like, start looking at it. We're like, yeah, no shipping label, just the small label and the routing, the like routing sticker matched the package I had ordered. So mm-hmm. somebody at the fact or distribution center put the, put the label on the wrong box. <laughs> Someone's going to get in trouble because oh. someone scanned that and somebody's name is attached to that scanner. Because we used to get in trouble when they we I worked for them when they first implemented scanning packages so you could track them, and yeah, you'd get in trouble for scanning the wrong package into the wrong truck. Did you ask the nice Indian woman if she had seen no smoking? Oh no! And I actually <laughs> talked to an Indian 
Indian lady on uh, for my laptop I ordered. Oh. So I think I told you guys I ordered a laptop that yeah. was like mm-hmm. 50% off. Well, I got a call from a nice Indian lady from Dell saying that the... From Delhi? From, no, yeah, it's I think, New Delhi. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting. They couldn't... <laughs> a New Delhi. <laughs> a New Delhi. They had a supply chain, like, the. I think they ran out of some of the parts or something for what I had ordered, and so they... For the same price, they're giving me the like new model. Oh, whoa! So it's actually a worth. It was worth like five hundred dollars more than the one <laughs> oh, I tried you're getting, buying. You're getting special deals. You're getting other people's packages delivered. I to know. You. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just got a new job. Life. I'm getting a big raise. What is happening? Getting I get three times wrong. as much vacation. <laughs> I wow. get the wrong mail, but it's just because my mail delivery person. Put Can't somebody read. up, one of my neighbors, mail in my thing. The, the other thing he likes to do is deliver mail to my house that is for the next street over. Oh, that has the same starting digits. I <laughs> should put happen. a pair of reading glasses in your outgoing mailbox. <laughs> we had that happen with like a food delivery, and it's like put in refrigerator within two hours or something. We got home from work and there was this box on our porch and I'm like, uh, but how long has it been here? I looked at our camera and it had been there for like 30 minutes oh. or something, but it has, you know, like the phone number. So we called the neighbor cause they're like two blocks away. We're like, we have your food box. They got the lead delivered at our house. It's like, Oh crap. I already sent like contacted customer service and said it said delivered, but it wasn't here. And so they're sending me another one. <laughs> free free dinner now? What is going on? I think we just left it outside and he picked it up. Oh. <laughs> you got two dinners. Yep. That's funny. <coughs> so um there, we've had a lot of rain and wind recently. Yes. And since we've lived in our house, we've had this tree in the middle of our yard that's kind of annoying. It drops sap on all the cars. There's lots of leaves that happen at certain times of year. And there's the main route that you can see is pointed right towards our front door. And since we've lived in the house for six years, it's slowly come out of the ground more. Mm. Now it's Over looking six at years, it. it's like three inches out of the ground where it was barely out of the ground when we moved in. And uh, Tivity noticed that if she kicked the bottom of the tree right near the ground, like it was spongy. So we yeah, were really worried about it. It would kick her back. Oh. So we decided to have it taken out. And I kept on thinking about it. Oh, I could Hard take hit, that man. down. Right. But then I'd get home Crash and look at it. Crash your car like, into it. Nope, that's too tall. <laughs> but then I'd sit on it for a while. I was like, I could probably do it. And I'd think sit of the on the tree? I'd get home. Yeah, look and go, nope, <laughs> that's too tall. So we finally just called. Um, and we So I worked all that overtime earlier. Uh, starting in April. When was that? September. Mm-hmm. Um, our first thing we were going to spend was to take this tree out. And I got a quote even from a company that was really highly rated, and they never called me back or contacted me again after I got the quote, and he said he would. So I contacted one that just right down the street that I drive past all the time, and they came out on Friday, gave me a quote, and um, he's like, "We could, for a little bit extra money, we could come out, bump you ahead of the schedule, and like do it Monday." I was like. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> this is like either two or three months from now, 
or Monday. <laughs> I was like, I'll pay a premium to get you out here Monday. So they came and it was really fun to watch them take the tree down. It it took them just under an hour. Um, everything eight inches or, or smaller, they just put in their chipper, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun to watch. Because it they cut this, a couple of the branches were, I don't know, maybe 20 feet long and eight inches at the end. And they just took the rope that was hooked to a little winch above the entry point nope. for the chipper. Did you just throw the end of the rope in? Nope. <laughs> and it would suck it up and get it up on top of the edge. And then they'd remove or move the rope about halfway down the tree and activate it. And as soon as the chipper grabbed it, they just unhook the rope and it just suck it in. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, so I had, they cut it into like 12 inch to 18 inch rounds for us. Uh-huh. Cause we told them we just wanted it for firewood. And so Tuesday I went out and spent an hour and a half splitting wood, which was awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm a bit sore still today from that. My abs. <laughs> and lungs. Oh. So with that windstorm, we had our neighbor, tr- they had one of their trees taken down. Um, it took like a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah, it might it, took longer. Like a, probably an 80 foot tall Doug fir. Ooh. And it took out two fences and a van. Whoa, yeah, that's why I was worried about it. You didn't take out a house. (laughs) Yeah, it missed the shed and the house. It threaded the needle between the house (laughs) and the shed across somebody's backyard, took out both fences, and then (laughs) took out a full-size van on the street, crushed the top down to the window sills. Oh, The the (laughs) aforementioned Subaru um, is usually parked right where that tree was leaning towards. (laughs) <laughs> if it came down on its own, it probably would have taken out the neighbor's fence or the neighbor's mailbox, or there was a nice one of those green electrical or probably telephone junction box. Um, which is why I didn't want to try to cut it down myself. So they came yeah. out with this uh, little truck or this truck with a little bucket, like a man bucket, and the guy just got his chainsaw, hopped in there, and went up to the top of the tree and just started dropping branches. The other two guys just chucked in the chipper. Um, so I called a friend of mine that, um, his name's Kyle and asked because he said that he could probably use the wood, but he felt weird about it. Um, just accepting wood and he thought maybe someone else could use it more, but he came Uh, out and helped me split wood because he's got lots of daughters. Um, he has one son, but he wanted some testosterone time he said <laughs> so i came over and we, we split wood for he came over for like half an hour of it so they leave so the stump? yeah they left this stump this maybe three or four inches above the ground which is what i just used for my chopping block i just put the stuff back on there um so afterwards there's this nice stacked pile of wood um and ended up filling our entire truck bed up to the rails so That's i figured a about a half cord. a quart of wood Hmm. <clears throat> um, of oh, and I didn't know what kind of tree it was the whole time it's been there. Mm-hmm. And the tree guy picked up a leaf and he's like, "That's oh, an oak." He's like, "Those aren't <laughs> those aren't natural here." So someone planted an oak tree here, too close uh, to the house, and it never had any acorns. But there's quite a few oaks that don't develop those until later in their life, or if there's it's the only oak around, it would never pollinate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so talking to him about it, I was like, well, he's like, well, I could pay you a little bit for it. And I was like, okay, how about 100 bucks for all of it? 
and I'll even deliver it and stack it. He's like, I could tell I was still like, felt like that was too much money because <laughs> he's not working 100% of his hours right now. And I was like, well, how about 50 bucks? And I was like, I can have my son that's unemployed and his friend bring it over and stack it before he was like, we take 40 bucks. He's like, sure, 20 bucks each for the two kids. Just give them the money. Because they were, they loaded it in the truck and took it over to his house and stacked it for him today. But a lot of people at work and they found out forty bucks you could have gotten probably hundred and fifty at least for that much wood, especially oak. And I was like, well, I didn't care. I wanted to give it to him, but he wouldn't take it. <laughs> so I had a friend that um, his folks have some timberland, and their grandpa, his only heat source is wood stove. And so they would every year they'd go and cut some trees down off their own property, and we, I've a couple of years I helped them split it, but we would do I think with like four of us we did six cord of wood, mm-hmm. <laughs> splitting it, and that was a good good workout. I know what you mean. And the oak is Fun. really, it was weird. The first one I actually split open, I was shocked at how white the wood was. It almost looks like a piece of paper on the inside. It was so white. Mm. Well, you guys um, don't get the sun up there very much, so right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, it's definitely a tree from here. Um, so yeah, I've got the stump. I'm I'm planning on um, digging up the roots that are above the ground on both ends as much as I can, and I've got a little electric chainsaw I got from LFG that I'll cut the ends kind of below the surface of the ground so I can then cover them back up. Mm-hmm. and try to pull as much of the roots that are in the way out. And then I'm not sure that we talked about maybe digging around and trying to cut as many of the roots as we could of the stump and then winching it out. But I watched a video of a guy that tried to, to took out a, a maybe 10-inch diameter oak mm-hmm. with his tractor and had a heck of a time with it with a big chain. And I was like, ah, mm. maybe that's not yeah. the smartest idea. Yeah, I've heard stories about people that have tried to pull stumps out with like a truck with a strap or using winches and yeah it's not as easy as <laughs> you would know <laughs> so i don't know i might be able to rent a, a stump grinder or something yeah or a friend of mine's like just drill some holes on the top and light it on fire yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say build a fire over it burn it down build a Probably. bridge out of a might be able to burn it down at least below ground level, which is all I care about, is so we can just cover it up and plant grass on it. There you go. So I got a pressure washer for Christmas. What? And I used it this last weekend. Cool. So my walkway leading up to my house, so ever since we moved here, has had a thick mat of um, moss on it. Mm-hmm. And it makes it kind of slippery. Especially when it's raining. What kind of moss was it? Was it Brandy or Santana? Santana. (laughs) One of those. But anyway, (laughs) so I um, spent some time uh, pressure washing this moss off of my walkway. And it looks really nice now. Cool. Um, When I first started, um, I had my son out there helping me figure out how to hook everything up. And I gave him a... A shot at it and the first thing he did was carve his name into it <laughs> so i saw the picture did he carve his name just into the moss on it yeah or did, 
Okay, because if you're not careful, you can actually carve your name in the in concrete with one of those. Well, I don't know what you'd call this type of. Um, I I wouldn't really call it concrete. It's it's really rough. I think it's so, an exposed aggregate. I think concrete. It, yeah, yeah, exposed aggregate concrete. So you put Leave it down it to and a civil wash, engineer to know what it's called. But then yeah, they wash the cement case <laughs> off the top. Yeah, right. Gives you better uh, grippy. One surface. of the worst things to walk on barefoot. Yeah, oh, yeah, we already figured that out. Even <laughs> yeah. with the moss on it, it was painful. <laughs> but if you figured um, out Legos, that would be worse. <laughs> well, I, I did it over two days. The first day, it, w- it was actually getting pretty dark, so we didn't get very much done. But, you know, I was, like, spraying it off, and my son took a, a good turn spraying some of, the, of it off. And then the next morning, <laughs> we went out there when it was light, and... <laughs> The grass next to it was all brown, like in a semicircle, <laughs> like six foot <laughs> radius. <laughs> That's where all the moss went, is just in a particulate across the lawn. <laughs> well, had to go somewhere. So the next, that so that day I faced the other direction and shot it toward the, the flower bed area, <laughs> which, you know, got some on the house. And my bird bath was completely covered in stuff. <laughs> you didn't start at the house and wash towards the driveway? No, we didn't do it that way. So it, it came with like five different nozzles. So I put the one of the lower nozzles off to rinse the house off and the bird bath <laughs> after we were done. But yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, I was soaking wet from the knees down, though. <laughs> Because there's a lot of back spray and everything. <laughs> but I made the mistake of having the brilliant idea to pressure wash underneath the bottom of my truck because it's oh. so muddy. Yeah. I've never been dirtier. Because <laughs> <laughs> that and dirt's I've... gotta go somewhere. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. high pressure. So well and I, I wore past. coveralls and stuff and like goggles and everything. Oh, there you go. But it was still like <laughs> I only did it once because that was awful. <laughs> I was like, I need some hip waders or something. Like horticulture, but less hoarders. That's all that we know for sure. So please just listen to Nerds as we discuss pop culture. Our topic is awesome. topic this week is legos lego my legos gonna 
I know that I make the same mistake as well, but I'm just going to start this whole thing by saying Lego is Lego is Lego. And then we can get that over with and we can say whatever we want. Okay. And why is that? Because that's what they say it is. Oh, technically from what I was reading is it, if the plural is Lego brand building blocks is what the plural would be. Hmm. But plus the country that they, they they hail from, they don't use an S to pluralize words, do they? I don't know. <laughs> they have a different language, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably a Germanic language, so right? Which it'd probably be an N. So it's Legan. All right, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. going to call Just them from well, now on. Lego <laughs> is derived from legot. Which is play well is the name, the origin of the name. So this Lego actually means play in the well. So all you kids yeah. out there, <laughs> get play your in the well. collie and then go play in a well. Only if your name's Timmy. Great, because otherwise the dog's gonna be confused. <laughs> the person the dog's <laughs> telling that Timmy's in the well will be confused. I don't yeah. know any kids named Timmy. No. <laughs> so I've. <coughs> I did a little bit of research on the. I figured the guy, you would. The guy that came up with it named his name was Ole Kirk Christiansen. I yeah, I read about him too. Yeah, so he bought a woodworking business in 1916. It was called Billund Working Woodworking and Carpentry Shop. Carpentry Shop. And uh, in 1924, his sons Godford and Carl accidentally burned down the wood shop and their house. <laughs> so. <laughs> They were just trying to stay warm. So he built a bigger workshop and had an apartment attached to it that they lived in. And that, and that one, one down. burned down, too. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. We'll get to, we'll get to that. <laughs> and then that one burned down and fell into a swamp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the fourth one stayed up. <laughs> but it only yeah, made so, plastic. So during the Great Depression, he had to let like most of his workers go. And... Uh, he started the Lego group, which I guess it wasn't called that at the time, but started building wooden toils, toils, toys. <laughs> and then 1942, that workshop br- uh, burnt down because of an electrical short. And uh, <clears throat> in 1946, he bought a plastic injection machine. Oh, I've worked one of those before. And it, apparently it cost twice as much as their previous year's profits. <laughs> Whoa. That's but taking he, a chance. He did but take the insurance was chance. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, his son, him and his son were probably shown some self-locking building bricks by the guy that sold them the machine made by this, uh, this guy named Hillary Page. Um, it's called Kitty Craft, was his company, and they made these little plastic, Lego-looking type pieces. I don't think they had the same design, but they did have little bumps on the top. Yeah, they, they kind of looked studs, but the bottom was just hollow. Right, and then the sides had like a slit in them, so they would. Yeah, yeah, and they patented like some of that stuff. Well, um, Ole went and. You know, spent some time 
through trial and error and developed what they call the stud and tube coupling system. So if you look at the bottom of Lego, they've got that tube in the middle, and mm-hmm. that kind of helps it keep together. And they have to have like 0. .005 millimeters accuracy to get them to fit together right. Well, the source I had said 10 micrometers. Oh, yeah? Micrometers. Two, 10 micrometers? Micrometers. Microns. Oh, I thought you were measuring Microns. it. No, actually, it said micrometers with the R oh, and the E backwards. Yeah. Micron is short for that, but since it that shares a name with them, the tool you use to measure things, yeah. a micrometer. I was trying to make a so you call it micrometer, joke. I guess. So it's so you uh, just call it a micron. So you're saying it. ten? That's a computer. Work chip. on it. You're saying ten microns? Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, which is okay. Yeah, this like, is five microns, but. Uh, two, so <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe <laughs> miles, miles is that? Two. Maybe you shouldn't have um, journalists yeah. talking about policy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when uh, Ole passed away in 1958, his son got rights, you know, the, took over the business and Toby, the pot- uh, Toby and- wasn't cremated. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> This thing says they're good to two microns. Well, that's even better than five microns. Or ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost twice as good. Five so, times as good as a ten. Um, Lego acquired the rights to Kitty Craft in 1981, and they settled out of court with them 45,000 pounds. And uh, then... Of burnt wood. And then removed all um, reference to Kitty Craft from. It's probably a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that's what I found out about I thought, Legos. I thought Kitty Craft was like blocks made out of kittens. <laughs> uh, so, Kids. one I found that the first um, they're originally using. Well, they originally were using wood. And then they were using a cellulose acetate. And then in the 60s, they switched from that to what they use currently, which is ABS, which is acrylonitrile butane styrene ABS plastic. Um, And that's a lot more color stable. So what I learned... What I learned... Oh... (laughs) What I like from personal on. experience is you should not boil Legos. <laughs> no, you should not. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, DVD. Sorry. I was going to ask if you guys um, some trivia. How many Lego video games do you think there have been? A lot. 30. I've played a bunch of them. So there's two, there's two categories. There's Lego games with no licensing. The ones they came up with. And there's Lego games that they had to license something from. Mm. So the unlicensed video game, Lego games, there's been 53. Holy Whoa. cow. I think the first one was in 2001. Just get those kids some Legos. Uh, licensed Lego games, that would include like Batman Lego and stuff. 34 games. Oh, okay. so I was close. Yeah, that's about what I thought for those. So there's 87 total games. Video Indiana games. Jones, there's Harry Potter, there's yep. Star Wars. 
Yep, lots of them. Uh, so I have spent a lot of time building Lego. As an adult? <laughs> As an adult, which is <laughs> called an A-fall. is an adult fan of Lego. <laughs> so one of the things is um, I, this last year, I went to the Lego convention in Portland and as part of helping uh, artists, a Lego artist build a 32 foot long Lego sculpture of uh, one of the bridges, suspension bridges in Portland. Mm. Um, and so I was immersed into the deep end with these Lego fanatics. So that's interesting, um, right? Because the suspension bridge is supporting a bridge using tension, which Legos yes. aren't great in. Correct. That was why he asked, found a structural engineer to help him. <laughs> we cheated a little bit because it was Craggle. Oh, you just build it upside no. down? No. Um, it was going to be on display for a year, or it's currently on display, I guess, at the Portland airport. So... Hmm. We needed to have something that would work long term. Um, Well, so we actually just ran a high strength fishing line through the cable Uh, pieces or or the telescope piece is what makes up the cable and they're hollow. Yeah. So we ran three strands of this um, high strength fishing line through the cable, anchored it on one end. And then used uh, lead fishing weights on the other to put the tension into the cable. So we built wow. it, built it on shoring, and then tensioned the cables, and it lifted the deck up off of the shoring. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, it was really fun to play with, and this guy had it set up in his house. Mm. How big a house did he have? He had a very big house. Oh, okay. But- it was cutting through like three rooms <laughs> down a hallway. So they're like, and he had three kids or has three kids. And they were, he said there was only like one incident of one of the kids, like running headlong into it by accident. <laughs> oh yeah. In, my, like six months. My popsicle stick bridge I built as an engineering student withstood like 750 pounds of sand being strapped to it with no breakage. And my three kids, all under the age of eight, destroyed it in <laughs> short order when it got yeah. home. Oh, uh, yeah. So that bridge, it was cool. We we still use just the uh, it's called clutch force is like the actual grab of the pieces on other pieces. Mm-hmm. So we had the little clip pieces just snapped on to the telescope with some fishing line as the bridge suspenders. And while doing testing at his house, we had a zipper failure. Oh, where no. We had <laughs> them all hooked up and one of the pieces, something happened and it like slipped off and kind of bounced and it just zipped all the way down one whole side <laughs> popped off. Um, so in the permanent display, he glued those pieces on so that it didn't fall down in the airport. <laughs> but um, And it's made out of about 200,000 Lego pieces. So did he contact wow. Lego themselves to get donated? or No, he bought all of the pieces. Um, wow. And based on the other people at the convention, he owns the market currently on the sand green colored pieces. <laughs> because he bought... 
everything he could find, like bulk online um, Bricklink is one of the like eBay's of Lego. And he would just go and he was just buying as much as he could for a long time because before he knew exactly how he would build it, mm. um, he was just getting the pieces because it can be really hard to get the pieces. But for example, the little handrail on the bridge, um, which are called the cheese grater pieces, um, mm. they I think he said it ended up costing him like six cents per piece. Oh. And there were 1,700 of them on the <laughs> bridge. Yeah, typically, it's just one of the pieces. If you just go to Walmart and do the calculation between price and per piece, it's like 10 cents per piece. Usually yeah, or something. 10 cents is about average per piece. So I got a discount, but still, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but while we were at the convention, we did get interviewed by, there was a lady there from Lego. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. So we chatted with her about the project and stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was going to just mention some of the terms that I picked up while <laughs> we were there. Um, so one of them is like the cheese grater and the cheese slope are two of the names of individual pieces. Uh, there's also the burp piece, which is the big ugly rock piece. They call it a burp. <laughs> <laughs> um they have uh, mock is uh, my own creation. So it's stuff that you make on your own freestyle without not from a set. Like DVD and I used to do, and then we draw our own plans. I think I yeah. might have the plans for one of them. That's cool. <laughs> um, so then at like at a Lego convention, they'll have a area with vignettes Um but in Lego terms, that's very specific. So that's fits on a eight by eight plate. Um, and then they also have big nets, which is a big version of the net. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, one of the projects we were looking at is doing a minifig scale. So the little minifigs, that's actually, you know, you can scale those people to like a six foot person. Mm-hmm. Um and we have a train set that's to minifig scale and it has some cargo containers. And so our one of our long term goals has been wanting to build a cargo container ship. It's a minifig scale. <laughs> um they're ridiculously big. Yeah. <laughs> Even the I smallest ones were like gonna be twenty feet long. Wow. And the aspect ratio of cargo ships. I've never noticed it, but at that scale, it's like 20 feet long. They're only like three feet wide. Yeah, they're very skinny. <laughs> yeah. And like three feet tall. They're very um, crazy. And then so micro to, scale is anything smaller than minifig scale. So you need to find a house in the new city you're living in that has a room big enough to put this ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I took my family to a Lego presentation at OMSI. There was an artist that sculpts in Lego. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. I think I went to that with you. I think you did. Um, so the last two I was going to mention is uh, snot building. Is a type of Lego building. Well, that's one way to get them to stick together, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But it is, it's uh, studs not on top. Oh, so it's when you build it so that the studs ended up un- underneath so that you have like flat surfaces or yeah. they're on the sides. And then the last one is your sig fig, which I didn't realize what that was, but it's your personalized fig. Oh, um, signature figure. So the they gave I was us as significant figures, but oh. oh. <laughs> so as our as exhibitors, they gave us you could get custom it came with a custom piece that they would print whatever you want on a piece. And I didn't really know what the system was, but Basically, people will build them over years. They'll build a name tag with a bunch of stuff on it. Oh. <laughs> um, but then you usually have your sig fig sitting on top of it. Mm. Or when you go around and you take pictures of other people's stuff, you'll put your sig fig with um, on the thing and take. So all of your pictures have <laughs> it with the thing. Um, so at the end of the convention, all of the exhibitors for the big photo of everyone they everyone put their sig figs on the bridge oh cool um and we had a pretty good camber in the middle of the bridge mm-hmm. probably like inch and a half maybe wow. and with the 80 minifigs sitting on the middle of the bridge it was dead flat wow <laughs> wow that's <laughs> awesome like don't let anyone touch this because it was <laughs> not you know not glued together or anything right <laughs> So we when we came to visit you guys one time, Master Zed, my wife and I went to a Lego store that was in a mall mm-hmm. nearby your house, and we actually they had a bin of just minifig pieces and parts. It's probably a four by eight table that had sides like maybe eighteen inch sides. It was just full of pieces of, and so we just dug oh, through until humanity. we yeah we made all of our entire family minifigs. That's awesome. And gave them to people for Christmas really fun well i was going to talk a little bit about um, how lego has impacted my life which is a pretty big impact because because of what one once right and now i'm disfigured for life no uh (laughs) so mr pulp knight like he said we had lego we also had tyco which was a kind of ripoff lego um but they had some mechanized things we got for christmas once but we'd build things and then make plans of them because it always sucked to build this really cool thing and not have it anymore because we wanted to play with our Legos we weren't going to set them up on a shelf somewhere um, so we made plans um, scaled drawings had to figure out how to design our plans so we could then use them to build again and Draw the Legos orthographically oh right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when it came time for me to decide after I'd failed at my pre-veterinary program uh, first time attempting college and I decided to go to a technical school. I decided between drafting and electrical. Um, yeah, electrical. And I chose drafting because of that experience of drawing Lego plans and how much fun I had doing that. Nice. Uh, which then that parlayed into me working for actually the company that Master Zed's going to go work for <laughs> as a drafter and falling in love with engineering and having TVD see the end of my drafting career arc not being as high as she thought we could be so she recommended we go back to engineering school which i did um it's been a big impact on my life yeah you saw me do it and so you figured if mr pole could do it then anyone could do it right (laughs) right um i was gonna say that 
Legos had a big impact on pop music because Michael Jackson used to step on them, and that's why he has all that ow in his music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I was saying that joke, I realized that that's probably a joke that our dad would make. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> St. Jimmy, uh, did Lego impact you at all? I've never really been into Legos. I'm not very creative. I <laughs> like doing the step-by-step, putting a set together. But other than that, it doesn't really appeal to me that much. Well, we've taken apart probably 20 different sets that were just assembled at our house. And so mm-hmm. when you come visit us once we move, you can take your pick. We have, a, we have, oh, we had like on the bookshelf. It took up probably fourteen inches of it, just instruction books. Nice. <laughs> so you could just randomly pull an instruction book out and be like, okay, and then we'll find the set and you can build it. So I made a Lego right. table for my kids when they were young. It's basically this coffee table that had like three panes of glass in it. Well, I took the panes of glass out. And glued like sheet Lego onto, Plates. yeah, yeah, onto wooden things that would fit in the holes. So that gave like a Lego top to it. And mm-hmm. then underneath, there we had baskets that we kept the Legos in, so they could build like streetscapes and everything on there. And I think I probably played with the Legos more than we did, <laughs> but I would just like make crazy things like fire trucks or just nice. make up stuff. Uh, what did you call it? Um, mocks. Yeah. Own I creations. Mocks. <laughs> I, and then I would just destroy them and make something else. And my kids were like, ah, no, we got to keep everything forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not very creative either. So I like to just follow the instructions. I like to sort everything. So all like I'll sort the entire box <laughs> onto a table so you're not them, like color coded by you know so you can find stuff mm-hmm. you're not one for the digging no constant um, digging looking for pieces that was a noise even, that was in my house a lot <laughs> yeah even the more the most creative thing i've done was um i had a couple of the different lego train sets and one of them came with a remote control and I got the stuff and converted another one of the train sets to be remote control. Oh, that's cool. And then I figured out that they, the remote controls use an IR signal. Um, so then I bought an Arduino <laughs> and some IR lights, LEDs. And was I had this grand scheme of having a beer tasting at my house. Oh, with, with a train... Delivering. With a train that went around the, a big table and everyone had a button in front of them where they could push <laughs> the button and the train would come around to them. Wow, um, that'd be cool. And that I got it cool. to work kind of once. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty jankety, but IR's line of sight. Um, so yeah. I had to have, I built this like array, this little like Christmas tree array of all these IR lights because I had to be able to have it sh- shoot in all directions to hit the uh-huh. train um and it i 
put light sensors so that it would, when the train got to your spot and it covered the sensor, it would tell it that the train was there and then to wait, you know, like two seconds until it actually stopped it. So it would be <laughs> centered. Um, it was not a success, but it wasn't a complete failure. <laughs> hey, it sounded <laughs> like he had fun doing it. Yeah, as it long as having good. fun trying to do it, that's the important thing. I know, I know I found out that I can download Lego instructions from their website. Um, yes. And I use those to make Minecraft things. <laughs> like I turned the Taj Mahal set into a Taj Mahal in Minecraft, which is really fun. And then somewhere I, I will, on a now defunct world, I have a half built um, Statue of Liberty. Mm. <laughs> so, it's like in a survival mode, which was difficult. <laughs> So three years ago, I got the Starship Enterprise in Lego, and I, you know, put it together in like two or three days. And I had thoughts that I would take it apart and build the Reliant out of the pieces, you know, from um, DS9. In, oh, the Reliant featured in uh, number two, oh, uh, Star Trek Two. Yeah, the one that. Uh, con commandeers. Mm-hmm. So it also has a saucer and a nacelle or nacelles, but they're in different configuration. But I haven't gotten around to doing it. It's just been sitting on my mantle <laughs> this whole time. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think right now it has a cowboy hat on it and a small teddy bear riding it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are interested, uh, rebrickable.com has people's mocks that they made oh. with parts lists and Ooh. instruct a lot of them have instructions and you can put in what lego sets you have and oh, it cool. tells you what pieces it knows what pieces came with those sets and then you can find things to make that have you have the pieces for oh that's cool Well, this so. is going to waste so much of my time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not a waste of time. It's just a filling of time with fun. Yeah. Use some of your Minecraft time to do it. You can make the juggernauts from Mandalorian. That's one of those yeah, uh, delivery things. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> okay, this is going to be making me fun. <laughs> awesome. Someone's got consumption. Oh boy! <laughs> Hopefully, it, was, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> you should get inoculated for that. No oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, here's my consumption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that one wasn't faked. Um, <laughs> so I watched Clear and Present Danger. Ooh, good. Which is one of my favorite movies. 
Um, my son has been watching the first season of Jack Ryan. Isn't there mm-hmm. a character named Moira in that? that gets yeah. Killed? Yep. And so I'm like, oh, well, we should watch, you know, one of the original Jack Ryan movies. And we were going to try to find Patriot Games, but I couldn't find it streaming on what the services that we have. But I have the movie physical DVD of Clear Present Danger, so we watched that mm-hmm. one. And it's, it's good. pretty good. I like it. Um, I finally finished the series Supernatural. Oh, you finished the whole it? Thing? Yep, Don't spoil the whole it. I still have two seasons left. Well, it ends. Is it? Oh. oh, it does end. Is it not still in production? Nope. It's they filmed their last episode. Did they end it elegantly? Yeah, at the last episode, I thought they ended it. It perfectly. I mean, it was the ultimate happy ending. Sorry the main character it. just wakes up and it was all a dream. No, that would be a horrible, horrible ending. <laughs> I'm watching a show that no. I love that they were in purgatory the whole so. time. It turns out they were in a holodeck and it's Kelser Troy and. Uh, oh no! <laughs> That'd be an even worse. That'd be an even worse ending. No, I think I think you'll appreciate the ending, DVD. I. I did. never get there. I've got so much left because I've been I I watched like three or four episodes in a row, and then I'll like, oh well, no, I'm going too fast, and then I'll stop for a while. <laughs> I don't like it to the end. Yeah, that's one thing is, you know, once you finish, then you're finished. But you could probably go back and rewatch it. Before I watched the show ever, I listened to a podcast. This was probably 2010. That was two guys that would talk about the weekly installment of the supernatural comic book. Oh, so I knew the characters before I ever saw the TV show. Although I, I don't know if I connected the two until I'd watched at least one season. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the same as the that. Same name. Comic book thing. <laughs> Cause it's far enough separated from each other. That's cool. Yeah. And then I, uh, watched Ip man. Oh, the yeah, original yeah. one from 2008. It's really it's- good. Really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had seen It Man three uh, a few years ago, so and the one with, Mike, uh, Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yep. And so, like last month, I think we were looking at watching YouTube videos, and we uh, ended up watching the fight scene between him and um, Mike Tyson, and that made me think, you know, I should. Yeah, watch that movie again. And then when I was looking on Netflix, I saw that all the movies are on there. Mm-hmm. So I added them all to my list. And I know other members of my household aren't interested in reading movies. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to wait for a time when you know I had just time to myself to watch it. So I finally did this past weekend. So cool, pretty good. I really liked it. Um, and then I watched a movie that I'd seen before. It's called Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Oh, I watched that in, uh, like, history <laughs> class or something. <laughs> so this movie is in black and white. Um, it stars Peter Sellers. In fact, he plays three different roles in the movie. Hmm. Um, he plays Dr. Strangelove, he plays the president of the U.S., and he also plays... A British um, 
guy that's an executive officer to uh, Air Force General. Um, but it's when I first when I first watched it, I didn't realize it was a comedy until I got a little bit ways into it. But it's a, it's a dark comedy. It's basically about a rogue general that um, sends his B fifty two bombers off to go bomb Russia to start um, World War Three, mm. and uh, they just. You know, the president and his chief of st- uh, you know, military guys all meet together and try to figure out how to stop it. But it also stars um, Slim Pickens, who is a character actor from back in the day. And <laughs> uh, a very young James Earl Jones was in it. Whoa. I first recognized him by his voice. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good movie. You guys should watch it if you haven't seen it. It's got the uh well the famous scene is uh Slim Pickens riding the A bomb out of the plane mm-hmm. with his cowboy oh, hat and going, Yeehaw <laughs> But it also has the uh, joke where two guys are fighting and he says, you're not allowed to fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, that was my consumption. All right. Oh, I by f- the way, that one is on Amazon Prime if you want to see it. But oh, okay. Cool. I watched Letterkenny season three. This one season is in winter. Lots of it sled was, talk. Yeah, a lot of sleds. It's good. They they go fishing in Quebec, and <laughs> they have a lot of run-ins with DJs from up country. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about a small town in Canada, and there's different groups like the Hicks and the Skids and the hockey players and. Just stuff going on in town. Uh, I watched Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, nice. It is a Christmas musical zombie movie <laughs> from Scotland. Yeah. Made in Scotland. It was really good. The music was good. It's about these high school seniors and their, you know, normal high school drama but then the apocalypse starts one evening and they're just trying to survive. I really liked it. So after that, we decided to watch a more hardcore zombie movie. So we watched 28 days later, which I don't think I had seen before running zombies. Really? It's got rage zombies. Yeah. That's that's like one of my, probably in my top 10 favorite movies. I really liked it. So it's these uh, animal rights activists break into a lab where they're experimenting on uh, apes and they release them. But the apes have been infected with this rage virus and, you know, that 
chimps immediately start biting people and turning them into rage zombies. And then 28 days later, the main character wakes up in a hospital. He gets he's been, clipped. He's a bike messenger and gets clipped by a car. Yeah, he's been in a coma the whole time. And he has he just like goes out and is like, what is where is everybody? Why does this place look trashed? And ends up hooking up with some other survivors and making their way to find the military because they think they'll be able to help them survive. So don't buy the Blu-ray to that movie. <laughs> oh. Because they the guys that made it bought secondhand cameras, film cameras oh. that were like really, really cheap. And so the movie is really low resolution. So you will oh. not get any added benefit from buying a Blu-ray. <laughs> Just get the DVD. No, get the Blu-ray his... so it fits on your shelf with the rest of your Blu-ray. Oh. <laughs> get it in VHS. Get the, oh. get the DVD, put it in a Blu-ray case. There you case. go. That's even better. Yeah. Or I buy did it some digitally. research on it because I was like, this is really low resolution. <laughs> and I found some trivia about it being like, yeah, they didn't realize it was like a indie movie they made for super cheap and they bought secondhand cameras just to film it and <laughs> didn't realize it was going <laughs> to end up being <laughs> popular. And you should watch uh, 28 Weeks Later if you haven't seen that. Okay. I haven't. It's not as good, but it's, it is good. I'll watch it 28 years later. How about that? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the next thing we watched was a Bruce Willis film, which means that he was in it for a number of minutes. <laughs> um, called if he's Acts on the of cover of a recent violence, movie, he's not already in it, right? Yes, that's true. I don't know how he gets these deals where... He's like the main actor on the cover, and then he's in it for like seven minutes. But in Acts of Violence, it's about this couple. They're engaged, and they go off to their you know individual bachelor and bachelorette parties. Well, the chick gets kidnapped by these guys that kidnap women and force them into like the sex trade with drugs and stuff and the the dude has a brother or something that's ex special forces and they so he has a certain set of skills yeah they uh <laughs> take the law into their own hands because the police basically say yeah you're you're never gonna see her again so they go after and commit acts of violence and uh yeah it was it was okay it was interesting uh nothing super unique or special about it um i played through the 20 levels of dr mario the old nintendo game it's pretty good pretty challenging when you get into the upper teen levels but is that on your um chrome extension thing yeah so it's actually i don't it's weird because i had a day this week where i stayed home sick because i was congested from my weekend activities of being up in a dusty attic 
and I hadn't slept oh. well. So I stayed home the first day after the three day weekend. And I was, so my son was on my laptop. So I had the PC and I was trying to get that extension on there. And it's like not a Chrome extension now or something. I couldn't find it. And I finally, when I got on my laptop, I, it's not up in my extension bar anymore. It's like I had to go into my history and find the actual website that I played on. It's called myemulator.online. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. So I just bookmarked that page. But uh, it's fun. Dr. Mario, you uh, have this, I don't know, it's kind of tetrisy because you have the things falling down from the top. You have to line them up and get four in a row to of the same color to get rid of the these viruses. The pills are like two sided with different colors. Like often. like a really version early version of pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's pandemic version zero. I've spent many hours playing that game when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I used to love playing two player. Because then if you get certain things, it drops random pills on your neighbor oh yeah yeah you can't really do two players on the laptop but um and the last thing i watched we just finished it right before i came in here it's called outside the wire it's got the guy that plays the falcon from the marvel universe oh yeah my wife and i were gonna watch that it's takes place in the future maybe like 15 years and Russia is like invading Ukraine, and so there's like this like they do U.S. peacekeeping force there, and they have these robots that fight with them. And this guy that is a drone pilot gets in trouble and gets sent to the front lines and has to go on a s- secret special mission with the Falcon behind enemy lines. To stop this guy from getting nuclear codes or something, and then the Ant Man shows up out of nowhere and gets in no, he doesn't. And, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's. I thought it was pretty good, so might check it out. I think that one's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Cool. I started watching Firefly again. Oh. Yeah, I've been watching that. With, uh, Nathan Fillion and Adam, Adam Baldwin, Baldwin and Marina Baccarin. Yeah. Um, and that's Tudic. one. Oh, yeah. Tudic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Summer Lau. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but I that is one that is Jamestown. Okay. I don't Where think they go to this mudding community and there's like a mud statue of Jane and he's like yeah. a full oh, right. hero. It's so good. Yeah, though, it's weird. The episodes on IMDb, when you look at the order of them, don't match what's on Hulu. Yeah. Well, they, they aired them out of order. They yeah. aired them out of order originally. Um, so I just watched Shindig. Oh, which yeah. Is where uh, Mal needs to talk to some rich dude at this party 
and so he takes Kaylee, gets her this super poofy dress. Yeah. And <laughs> takes her to this party and ends up in a duel. Yeah, um, that's a good one. I've seen that actress at Comic-Con several oh, years really? ago. Oh, yeah. I was there. Oh, you, is that the panel. one you came with me? Yep. Yeah. yeah I saw the panel good. with her. Cool. I've never been to Comic-Con. Jewel State. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that is a show that is sad that it got canceled because it just stops. Like it sets up this story and then mm-hmm. it just is gone. See, I didn't like, know that when I started watching Netflix and getting the, the discs. So I got experience just like everyone that had been watching yeah. the show live when I went <laughs> to get the next disc and there wasn't any. I was like, what? I don't think when I saw it the first time I realized it was canceled and I wasn't going to be able to see anymore. <laughs> I even well, saw the movie before I ever saw the TV no. show. The movie that is was great my experience. Too. I saw this cool movie and it's like, oh, that was awesome. And then, like, I'd seen it at least twice and then some found out, oh, there's a TV series. I'm like, oh, they made a s- series out of the movie? It's like, <laughs> no, it's the other way around. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's I like a good it. one. It's one of um, my favorite movies. And then a movie I watched was called The Beguiled. It's on HBO. It is has uh, Nicole Kidman, I think, and Kirsten Dunst and Colin Farrell. Whoa. I had it's from like 2015, maybe. Let's see. 2017. I had never heard of it before. And it is about a... boarding school for girls during the civil war and it's run by nicole kidman and uh colin farrell is a union it's down in the south somewhere and this union soldier played by colin farrell who's a irish immigrant i guess um gets injured he kind of kind of gets injured a bit but he's just he also just runs away basically from the battle and at one point he talks about how he had just arrived in america and needed money so he basically agreed to fight in the war to get money (laughs) and didn't want to be there at all (laughs) um and it's kind of it's a really short movie which was good but it was strange. It was like the uh, Kirsten Dunst and then Elf Fanning is in it. Um, and they're like older. The boarding school is mostly shut down because of the Civil War, but the people that are there basically don't have anywhere else to go. Because uh, their families are either like in hot spots or whatever. Um or like the one girl's dad was a general, so she didn't have anyone at home to go to home to. But like a couple of the girls are older. And so like all three of the, like Nicole Kidman, the teacher, and then two of the older students all kind of come on to the Uh guy. And he's kind of a weird, and it just kind of goes into weird direction. (laughs) Um, but the Typical acting Civil War movie. Yeah. So it was a Sophia Coppola movie directed and screenwritten by her. Um, 
so it's very artsy, I guess, in how it's filmed. And it was very well made. The acting was great. The sets were awesome. The cinematography was good. But it was just slightly weird. Was there any puns? I don't think so. What was the awakeitude? <laughs> um, but if it's it's a drama, I guess it mildly. Maybe you could consider it a thriller because there's like a little suspense in whether he gets found out as a Union soldier in the South, uh, and like what just what the heck is going on? No, y'all, I'm from down here. Yeah, well, he's like Irish. Hmm. So he has an Irish accent, which is weird. Did they tell him that the Revolutionary War is over? That he's in the wrong war? Yeah. What are you doing? Um, but yeah. That's all cool. I've got. So my wife and I started watching Qu- Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. It's about the chess player. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, I think, one or two episodes left. She just like oh. hit rock bottom. The whole time she gets like, this is just going to go bad, like the yeah. entire time. And it does. Um, it's a really enjoyable movie, though, or show, though. It yeah, always gets us to like the last couple. I could, it gets to the 10 o'clock, and it's time to go to bed. I'm like, uh, and my wife will immediately after it's over shut the TV off. It's like, okay, we're not even <laughs> getting the next part going. And she was, she came up to watch TV with me, and I picked that one because so I hadn't wanted to watch it by myself and I thought we she might like it too so I started that one and she said this is completely different than I thought it was going to be <laughs> I don't think she understood it was going to be a chess movie or a uh, TV show which is on Netflix yep we'll probably finish that tomorrow night I would imagine and then we didn't want to burn ourselves out on that so um, also to placate her viewing what she likes to watch, we started watching on Netflix. I think it's called The Night Stalker. And it's a documentary about uh, the Night Stalker in California um, around mm. L.A. in the 80s. Well, he was a serial killer and also kidnapped children and molested them. Oh. And he had a wild, wide array of how he killed people. He shot some people, people he strangled, killed somebody with a hammer. At one point, His hammer started- don't hurt him. Um, and the way they connected him all together was his shoe print, (laughs) which showed up and they have lots of good interviews with the, um, homicide detectives. There was like the old, old school guy that was there for like the strangler person in California was on that case. And this new up and coming detective that kind of put together the shoe evidence and everyone was like laughing at him and stuff until... Um, serial killers don't wear shoes <laughs> it's like every place was having this shoe print show up and they tracked the shoe and they figured out what it was it was an Avia, which was a type of brand new running shoe that was just developed like the year before huh. and there was only I think five of this particular model of shoe that had this shoe print sent to the United States and only wow. one pair and it was in California. Wow, what you love murdering and fitness. So they knew if they found a guy wearing these shoes in California, that was as good as a fingerprint. And then had their guy. Wow. Um, we still haven't caught him yet. 
And it, it basically goes through all the murders in order and tells you what day of the killing spree this is. And it's pretty crazy. They haven't uh, caught him yet in the show or in real life? In the show. I, oh, I'm sure oh, they've... okay. Because occasionally they'll have like quotes from, I'm, a, I'm assuming, the killer that pop up. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing they know who it is. Ricardo um, Lleva Munez Ramirez. Oh, oh spoiler alert. Known as Richard Ramirez. Uh, or the jackal in the Bourne books. I'll just but one of them, they're at this, they were at this uh, crime scene and the, like, the person that, what do they call these people that actually collect the evidence? Forensics. Evidence collect Forensics. Yeah, the forensics lady <laughs> comes out to the detectives and she's holding something. She's like, you will not believe this. And they're like, what? And she holds up, I think it was a sheet. It had a bloody footprint that was the same footprint they knew. Oh, it's the immediately. <laughs> oh, this is another one of this guy's. Wow. Uh, another one. They found a partial shoe print that they could match up with the other with the the shoe print they're looking for on a clock radio because he used his foot to hold it still while he yanked the electrical cord out of it to use it to strangle someone. Oh. Um, and he liked Crazy. to go around and just so he, break if, people's houses at night and. This guy just had a second pair of shoes. He probably would have thought and gotten caught then. Possibly. Yeah. Or bought a more common shoe. Right. (laughs) It was quite interesting. I wonder if... Does Avia still make shoes? Or did that ruin them? (laughs) I don't know. The shoe of killer. These shoes are killer. Uh, Uh, Looks like they're still around and they're headquartered in Portland. Oh, yeah, that's where they're from. Or Beaverton. And nine out of ten people that wear their shoes are serial killers. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> Wait, I'm only one out of five. Oh. Don't one sue us, Sadia. I'm only kidding. It's eight out of ten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first one they talked about. There was uh, this lady that uh, he broke into their, her house, and like she knew he was there. And he and she was like hiding behind the counter with her fingers on the edge of the counter, and he just Rookie knew she mistake. was there. So he just like set his gun right between the fingers, and as soon as she peeked up, he shot her in the head. Wow! And then her roommate was just coming home, and she heard, the, or I think he'd already killed the other roommate, and so this other one pulled in the driveway, and she's getting out of the car, and all of a sudden she hears this noise, and. I take it back. So she hadn't he hadn't killed the other one yet. He, she pulls in the driveway, and she hears this noise. And he had slapped the top of the other car in the in the garage to get her to turn around and realize he was there. Huh. And then, um, she shot her, and then went in the house and killed the other roommate. And when he shot her, she like held her hands up, and she had her car keys in her hand, and the bullet deflected off of her house key, and didn't hit her. Wow! Oh, but it knocked her down. So she ran around. She heard, but she heard gunshots in the house, and so she was concerned. But she ran around to the front door, assuming the guy'd come back out the garage. And here he comes out the front door. Oops! And he points the gun. He's surprised to see her. Points the gun at her, and she's just like, "Come on! You already shot me once. You gonna do it again?" And he just puts the gun down and runs off. Wow! Dude. Sometimes you just have to be firm with those. Murderers. Yeah, and they figured that he liked to see fear on people's faces when he killed them, and so that's probably why she survived. Is 
she like was like, angry <laughs> almost and you know didn't act afraid i guess maybe you shouldn't go by any of the doors yeah after let's go away at. from the house right. that the serial killer's in well she's worried about her roommate without getting shot uh um, neighbor's house thing, he would kidnap kids molest them and then release them like at gas stations like go call the cops and tell them what happened uh, weird well luckily he's yeah dead, guys messed so. up okay so shoes Spoiler make alert. you want to do that stuff or does doing that <laughs> stuff make you want to get those shoes because he didn't start doing that stuff till he had the shoes so yeah that's uh, and he never took well, them off while he was maybe they're cursed well, the shoe headquarters is in Beaverton, Oregon. Maybe it was like the mask. Like oh, maybe it's just like the mask. You couldn't get them off? I don't know. Cookie. Um, That'd be quite so a twist. Check that out. It's a really good documentary. I, I'm i really enjoying it. I don't usually enjoy the murder shows, but as much as my <laughs> wife. But, um, and then I started watching this show. I watched one episode of it. I was going to start watching it actually before um, she came up to watch TV with me and we switched to the other two I watched. Um, I had watched five minutes of it, so I switched it because she wouldn't probably enjoy it. It's called Sweet Home, and it's on Netflix. Does it take place in Alabama? It's a Korean movie. No, it's oh. not a small it's about gingerbread houses. Nope, it's a Korean horror show or like Ooh. TV show. Um, so the first part just sets up there's like this ghetto building where people live and it sets up a couple of characters and then like the brother of one of the characters is going to go to school i think he's like a pre-med student or something and he goes to leave and there's a whole crowd of people in the in the main floor and they can't get out the security gates down over the main door so they're trying to figure out what's going on and then somebody goes into the security officer like um, office and finds a switch to open the door and as that's going up people are like who is that guy They're, that guy looks really weird and as it's about halfway up he's like is that blood on that the guy's face there's like this really tall skinny guy with really long fingers and like all of a sudden his head like opens up and this tentacle thing comes out and mm. they're trying to get the door oh. shut so monsters are invading all of the the country I guess and so I guess it's going to set up this high-rise kind of slum building with there being monsters outside and whatnot. Um, at first it was in Korean. I was like, oh, I'll have to wa- read it. Then I was like, wait. And so I went and went and looked at the the audio, and there was an English version, so I clicked to that. Oh. Um, you could have both the English subtitles and the English version, but they changed mm-hmm. the words slightly to match their mouths better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I turned off the subtitles because I, I didn't care. I, They'll get the gist across. That sounds good. In the rosiest of days, can I find a way to say I am? Cannot sing along, the melody's not long, but it's fine, it's just fine. And the days are getting on, I'm feeling a little old, and I'm on 
All right. Does anybody have any nerd cred? Looks like DVD does. I do. I've got two. So you were down helping clear out grandma's house. Yeah. And I got a text from her mom that she said that she had something for me. And I was like, oh, great. I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) More stuff's going to come to my house that my wife doesn't like when I bring home extra stuff because we're trying to (laughs) get rid of stuff right now. Yeah. But um, it was delivered by St. Jimmy and his wife when they got back. And it is awesome. It is a 1945 dictionary. Unabridged. Unabridged. It's about six inches tall or thick. Yeah, it's thick. Mm-hmm. Um, With tiny has, writing. has some binding issues on the spine. Um, and it wasn't as bad as it is now. Because I just had it set on the table. And I know on old but thick books, you set it on its spine and then you can open it and then you can flip mm-hmm. pages. Well, I think somebody in my house... Just, just like grabbed the top inch and flipped it over mm. and damaged more of the binding. Uh-oh. Um, Man, so, your kids are destructive. I know. So I brought it up <laughs> to my podcast studio and it's sitting over behind me um, in an orientation that the spine isn't flapped over with gravity. Mm-hmm. So it's, And I'll have to fix it. I watched a YouTube video today on repairing books. Nice. Um, and it's a quite in-depth process to repair the spine of a book mm-hmm. so I know how to do it but I think after watching it I might call our library or maybe some university libraries nearby because <laughs> the lady making the book was a preservation librarian at a university huh. and they know how to do it so kind of spinal surgeon right they actually cut the <laughs> boards off the top and the back and the middle piece and they reattached different like cloth with glue and huh. and they can reattach the spine if it's in good shape back on top of the repair. Um, doesn't look like something I want to try to attempt by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I probably could if I had access to all the right fabrics and I could watch this video while I'm doing it. I could probably do it, but it'd be uh-huh. better, I think, for something this old to have a professional do it. Yeah, so I might do that in the future. Oh, and then, um Recently, a friend of my of Zox was here, and he came in. He's like, he always calls me sir, which is funny. It's like, excuse me, sir. Um, do you know if you have that? And he names a video game. And I was like, um, I think we had that one. So we look at all the different places, and we finally talked to my youngest son. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, and he opens a drawer, and there's a bunch of PS3 games in there. And it was in there, and he was really excited because they were going to put it on the hard drive of a PS3. They had this really long, like, two-hour process they had to do where they could get the game copied onto the hard drive so it could run off the hard drive. And then there's a group of people that modify this game to bring it up to speed. And the game I'm talking about is the last, very last NCAA football game. Hmm. This is 2014. And uh, when we couldn't find it originally, I was like, well, we could probably buy it. So I go on um, it's not at a local um, GameStop. I looked there. And I went to Amazon, and I found one. It was like $150. Whoa! So I have a collector's edition PS3 game, apparently, that is the last version of NCAA football. Is that the one with Zabransky on it? Nope. Oh, I think I have that one. I have that one as well. I've got several of them. Um, 
but there's a group of people that take that game when it's installed on the hard drive and mod it to update the, all the fields. They have all the current players' names and wow. all the teams set up that way. Um, all the stadiums are updated, logos. And so my son and his friend have been playing as Boise State mm-hmm. after moving them to the Pac-12 under doing their yeah. first season. I remember that was a really fun one because you could take over just one player. Yeah. And you would have you play like a high school season with that player mm-hmm. in high school games. And then you would get recruited by different schools. Mm-hmm. So you could pick your school, and then once you went through your NCAA career, it matched up with the Madden one, where then you could draft that character into Madden and play nice. your Madden career. That's so you cool. go from high school through your you entire professional career. Blow your knee out in the second year and retire. Yeah, I'm not sure. I never got injured in the game. You get divorced because you're cheating on your wife. But it does suck when you go to college you and you're not the starter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one I have, you do like practices between each game and you get enough skill points that you can challenge the starter. Right. But sometimes it takes like a whole season. That's fun. So they put it onto my friend's PS, my son's friend's PS3, and I tell him, hey, put that on mine and get it all set up. Yeah. Come play with you. That'd be fun. Um, they immediately, uh, after they moved into the Pac-12, their first game was against Washington, and they lost. Oh. But then they beat Cincinnati, who was ranked 19th, and then they lost to USC, I think. <laughs> and then I, I watched them beat two other teams. Every time I was watching them play, they won. <laughs> they, oh, <laughs> good luck. Right. Mostly, well, one time I was like, Okay, I gotta go to bed. So don't let me go to bed angry with you guys losing, <laughs> pulling off a win against Oregon State. Nice. It was close though. I uh, Master Zed and I got an old car that hasn't run in, I think they said seven or eight years. Got it yep. going. It's a grandma's nineteen seventy seven Chevy Nova. Hey, it's the same age as me. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll stick you in a garage for seven years, see how well you do. <laughs> see if I run afterwards? Yeah. yeah. So we changed the oil and the oil filter. Has to take like a high zinc oil because it's the camshaft configuration requires that. And then uh, we siphoned out as much gas as we could out of the tank and change the fuel filter and put new gas in and uh, poured a little gas in the carburetor and turn the key. Oh, yeah, we had to jump start it, but uh, turn the key and it fired right up and just ran until the carburetor ran out of gas. Then we figured out the fuel pump wasn't working. Nope. So we, uh, looked online at all the stores in the area to see if anybody had one in stock and found one that did. So we had to drive out out there to get it and their computers were all locked up. And it was funny, <laughs> but uh, I got the new fuel pump on. And man, it, it just worked. 
uh, yes, Master Zed drove it around the block, and we end up putting a new battery in it. Yeah, so what are they doing with it? They're gonna sell it. Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife drove it, or you know, to from where I, it was parked to. Oh, so I, I drove it briefly, but uh, didn't get very <laughs> far because it was in the in the grandma's driveway, and we we're gonna move it in front of our aunt's house. So I backed it out, and then I was gonna go forward quickly. Oh. So I stomped on it, and I flooded it, and it just oh. went. Bleh. It was oh, like no. cold engine. Just dad master that had to push me to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> So, the old recovery is a little bit more for snicky. Yeah, than... yeah, yeah. They they had said that it had a very touchy choke, so letting it warm up before you know stomping on it probably would have been beneficial. <laughs> After but, driving it, stomping on it had very little effect over just going normal. It's not. Well, they were <laughs> they were teasing MJ because when she drove it to move it from in front of the house to the driveway, which this was before I got moved several like times. Anyways, yeah. yeah, she had started it, and while it was still in its fast idle, I put it into drive, and the brakes on it weren't real <laughs> great. It all and it kind of took off on her, and so mom and dad were teasing her that she had peeled out <laughs> yeah, St. Jimmy was trying to do this. So the same I was thing. trying to peel out on purpose and killed it. So Yeah, there, that wasn't the, that's oh. not the first time a peel out has happened in front of that house. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And we got Aunt Colleen's uh PT Cruiser running, so it okay. just needed a battery which took a couple trips to the parts store. Cuz uh we should buy a pre-assembled battery. Sold oh. us the wrong one yeah we go in there and we're like we need two batteries one's for 77 nova he goes okay it's this one right here and we're like and an o2 pt cruiser oh i gotta look that one up so <laughs> he goes and looks it up and comes and shows us which one and then we're talking to him he's like yeah we mentioned the pt cruiser that was out front and he goes oh that's actually mine we're like oh and you had to look the battery up on the car you own well, we get it back to her house, and he'd given us the wrong battery. It was oh, the right well, size, but the terminals were reversed. Oh. Oops. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. So we took it back and returned it. They didn't have the right one. We had to run down to another. Well, I, I couldn't tell you stop. what battery my car takes. Like, to... I know, but he was a he works at an auto parts store. <laughs> Here's what I told Masters that afterwards. I was like, we're getting mixed signals from this guy. Do you like cars or don't you? You work in an auto parts store, but you drive a PT Cruiser. <laughs> and yeah. you know what battery goes in a 77 Nova, but, but not, the you, car not you your own. own car. Which he he had changed the battery before because he told us how you what had a pain to... it was because yeah. it's under the air box. Oh, that is a weird place. And like it's a PT Cruiser. Yeah. I thought the PT Cruiser styling was refreshing when it first came out. I liked it. So did... Have you ever drive one though? Lady. I've never driven one. I had it as a rental car once, and I, I don't know, I would have rather had a different one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aunt Colleen's is pretty fancy. 
Yeah. It's got some character to it. It's got yep. like a well, we were discussing that it's not a cold air intake. It's it has an aftermarket intake. Aftermarket intake. But when St. Jimmy started it, it's like making a aftermarket intake sound. And she was like, Well, is this supposed to make that sound? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't driven it in a while. It's your car. <laughs> well, was the hood know. still up or something? Yeah, we had the hood up. Okay. So she probably had. You could hear it easier that way. Yeah, one, running with usually when up. you're. Starting at your inside. Owning that kind of car causes uh, memory loss. Yeah. Oh yeah. Usually she's the one starting it, so yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't know. None of my cars cool have this car. kind of intake. I don't know if it's supposed to make that sound. Is <laughs> <laughs> this like an air sucking in sound? Yes. Yeah, yeah it just has that, sound. that big, you know, filter round, yeah. roundish filter noise, but it's sucking air from the engine bay. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We well, had a couple comments on Facebook from Rob from last week's show, Nerd Smoking. Uh, he says his recent consumption includes three TV series based on Stephen King books. Oh. Mr. Mercedes, which I've never heard of. I haven't either. Castle Rock. Sounds familiar, but I didn't know it was a Stephen King. Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock, yeah. That's slightly different. And The Stand, which is a new series based on the book, which I'm excited to see. It's on Stars. Oh, I don't think I have that one. Probably not. But he says they're all great viewing and highly recommended. Maybe you'll cover these at some point? I think so. Once we get through with all the movies that are on our list... We'll then watch movies that have come out since the list started. Yeah. And then we could go on to other Stephen King titles that are yeah. series. So I love The Stand, the old miniseries from the Yeah. Yep. 80s. I really like that one. And then he said he really enjoyed the new musical opening. Oh, thanks. I yeah. should probably listen to it. He should. He wants to know if you could create a ringtone from it. Yeah, I don't know. How do you create ringtones? I I made Uh, one out of my favorite song and then decided that was a bad idea. Because then every time I listen to my favorite song, I feel like I had a phone ringing. (laughs) Yes, I had that phenomenon happen. It's like, why did I do that? Yeah, I think my ringtone is uh, Naughty by Nature's Jamboree. (laughs) Okay. Which sounds like a cool... I have different ringtones for all of you guys. You should. We should make it a ringtone because then, if people's phone rings and they're around other people, and they're like, "Oh, what's that oh, song yeah. from?" They could say, "Oh, it's from this podcast I listen to." I know when uh, Mister Pold calls me, it's Night Rider theme song. Mm. Awesome! I actually call you more often. Well, we could probably <laughs> send Rob the file. Yeah, yeah, and he could figure out how to make a ringtone, or, or we could put it on our website. Oh, is it download? Yeah. That's a good idea. I don't know. Or if he downloads the MP3 file of it. Yeah, you could use... Because I use like MP3... Might have been... um, Someone we used to use, the MP3 editor. Um, Like Wave something. I don't remember. Anyway. I know my phone... 
you can just take any MP3 that's on the phone, and it'll take a snippet out of it or from the beginning and make it a ringtone. Oh. Well, we'll look into that. Because I have an MP3 of the theme song. I could just put it on the website. I reckon. Yeah, that'd be cool. People could download it if they want. Okay. Cool. Well, if you want to contact us and let us know what other ringtones you'd like made, send an email (laughs) to engineeringshow at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineering Show. If you would like to hear an ad-free version of the show or buy a t-shirt, go to our website, theengineeringshow.com. And while you're there, click on our Amazon links to do your Amazon shopping if you live in the U.S. or the U.K. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have it and always shall be my friends. Bye. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell it again. Most guitars are made of trees. With some L for the strings. And some frets and tuny things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Oak is pretty hard most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and tuny things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.